0: Hi, and welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm Adela, and I'm the founder of Podcast Brunch Club. And I'm Sarah, the chapter
1: leader of the Houston Podcast Brunch Club chapter and the founder of Audible Feast, a podcast
0: review website. So before we get into the playlist, I wanted to just make a few housekeeping notes. One, Thank you so much to all of you who have filled out the survey about the podcast. We're still trying to figure out the direction, and we'll have updates soon. There's still time to provide your feedback, though, if you haven't had a chance to yet. Even if you're a new listener, please go and fill out the survey. You can find the link to the survey at podcastbrunchclub.com slash 46, the number 46. Um, And the link to the survey is at the top of the post. And the second thing is that we've adjusted the schedule a little bit. So this might be a, feel a little bit weird to some of our older or more seasoned listeners. Uh, we're dropping episodes the month after the theme has happened. So that's why this episode about food trends, which was our May theme is coming out in June. Um, we're just doing this so that we can incorporate your feedback as much as possible. And so that we can also each have our own chapter meetings before we actually record, and then it takes a little bit of time to do the editing and all that stuff. But if you have thoughts, just email me at adela, that's A-D-E-L-A, at podcastbrunchclub.com.
1: And a quick overview for our new listeners. PBC is like book club, but for podcasts, we've now got nearly 70 in-person groups on six continents. Mm. You can visit podcastbrunchclub.com, of course, to get involved. Um, Every month we send out a thematic podcast playlist and then our chapters meet up in person to discuss and inevitably go off on a tangent to talk about other stuff they've been listening to. Last month, the theme was Food Trends, and the list was curated by our chapter leader in Bournemouth, UK. You can find the playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash foodtrends.
0: Yep. We listened to some really great episodes from Why We Eat What We Eat, which was about picky eating, Savor, which was about the birthday cake, The Food Chain, which was about eating disorders in China, The Food Program about CBD oil, and Eating Matters, a podcast about the sustainable protein crickets.
1: <laughs> and uh the super bonus from this month's playlist for me was that we had a sponsor of the playlist which was chirps and they are chips made out of uh, cricket powder. Mm-hmm. Um so fit right in with that eating matters episode and we in the Houston chapter we got to try some of those uh cricket chips. And uh, I, don't, I thought they were like good. I would totally yeah. eat them. <laughs> right.
0: They don't take, <laughs> and taste like crickets. Not that I know what that no, taste no like. No, they just with. taste like chips. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, it was pretty good. Did your chapter like them? Yeah. I think most people like them. I actually, so um, when I reached out to Chips, I was like, Chirps, sorry, I, I um, asked them to send 10 chapters samples. And they selected the 10 chapters. So Houston was one of them, Chicago, we sent some to Toronto to, uh, I think they mainly chose US and Canada, just because that's where they primarily ship to, and their primary market is. But, But yeah, Minneapolis, all over. And they actually sent me extras because they knew I was going to London and was going to meet up with the London chapter. So I brought them some samples too.
1: Nice. And nice. so
0: I tried them twice with two different groups. And it was awesome. First of all, shout out to Serena and the whole podcast brunch club group in London. It was so great to meet you guys. Um, and yeah, and so I brought them some chips and I tried them with them. And then I tried them again with the Chicago group a couple days ago. And yeah, they're, they went over really well. They're they're a little bit um hardier I would say than like a regular mm-hmm. chip. Yeah. Um yeah. And I like the cheddar the best, but that's mainly cuz I'm not into like barbecue or sriracha, so um Yeah. I like
1: the barbecue ones the best. Yeah. Um I d- I didn't like the cheddar ones, but oh, really? it was just the but like but this is what I thought was so cool. Like it was just like a regular chip like it you know it, it didn't yeah. have anything to do with whether it was had right. crickets in it or not right. like i don't care so right. i would totally totally eat things with cricket powder in them why I, why not if it's like a great like sustainable um food source it's a, a great protein i learned a lot from that eating matters episode yeah um i did feel like it was almost I, I don't think it was really intended to be but it almost felt like sounded like it was kind of like a sponsored yeah episode you know? mm-hmm. like, very, advertisy. Yeah. Um, and my podcast brunch club local chapter in Houston felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- I learned a lot about yeah. crickets and why it's a a good sustainable food source. And I thought what was really cool, which I don't think they really touched on this a whole lot, but we talked about it in our group, was the lessened supply chain impact. If you know crickets are something that you don't need to. You could have like a cricket farm in anywhere. Your like it is, it's yeah, yeah. So like, there's no that it, it lowers your
0: greenhouse gas impact, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that Just was cool. Space issue, right? Yeah. Like, You don't need yeah. these giant yeah. fields, and yeah, mm-hmm. m- yeah. I mean, it is pretty incredible when you look at the numbers, right? Like I think it was like a thousand times less water to produce the same amount of of crickets. I have to go back Mm -hmm. and look at the numbers, but more protein than beef, more iron than beef, more, um, all nine amino acids. So it's a complete protein. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the numbers were actually really interesting, uh, and surprising, I think. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's a, it's a, you know, mindset issue. I'm not sure how many people are going to be like super, um, into the idea of eating crickets just for the environmental reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know. I kind of feel like meat consumption is like so ingrained in some people's heads. Like I know mm-hmm. my husband is like, this meal does not have meat. Therefore it mine is not too. a meal. It's not a meal. Yes, yeah. Mine and I'm too. like, what are you talking about? It's got like beans and other p- sources of protein or eggs yes. or whatever. I mean, eggs. I think he'd over, he'd be fine with, but like, I don't know. It's just meat is so such a part of the culture that I think mm-hmm. replacing it with crickets is just not. At least not going to happen maybe in my lifetime, although it things change quickly. Um, yeah, it's
1: like this concept of like what is a what feeds your body and like that people think meat. Like that's the first thing that a lot of people yeah. think. Um, But like in other countries that don't have meat as a mm-hmm. resource as much, then. Mm-hmm. That's not the mindset. So you're yeah. right. It's a very, probably a very Americanized mm-hmm. uh, view too. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I don't know if you saw the news and we talked about this a little at my meeting, but Burger King just recently uh, announced that they're rolling out the Impossible Burger, I think, the a completely meatless burger, Whopper, hmm. I guess, substitute um, to every single one of its stores in the United States. Wow. And it's supposedly, you would not be able to tell the difference in terms of taste. The funny thing about that, though, is that, you know, you think, oh, like you're doing a vegetarian option, it's going to be more healthy. And I don't think it's any more healthy. In fact, it might be worse. (laughs) So I, I don't, you know, like, I guess the reasons, you know, the reasons differ, right? Some people are right. in it for the environmental impact, some people are in it for the health reasons. Um, maybe they're in it for the health reasons and that environmental impact is like an added bonus. But mm-hmm. when you're creating these meatless options and they're no better for you or whatever than meat and it's either more expensive or, you know, like less healthy, it just I don't I don't see this being sustainable. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And that's actually another point that I didn't talk about this with my group, but like, I've had this sort of thing about, um, I've been to many restaurants that if you want to turn something into something's healthier, they charge you more. And that mm-hmm. kills me. It's, it's almost like less product for them. I remember seeing it at Subway, I think like if you wanted to turn your sandwich into a salad, it was like $2 more wow, or something. And I saw the same thing at like, um, a restaurant, like a sit down restaurant here in Chicago, that if you wanted to have a lettuce bun on your your hamburger, like it was going to be an additional 75 cents. And 75 cents is not a lot. But I'm like, you're already putting lettuce on this thing? Like what? Yeah. But the reason is, is because they know that people who care about their health might be either Mm -hmm. a, like, more willing to spend money on it, or be better off to begin with. Yeah. And like, that's just so backwards to me. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah, when we first met, when we first like looked at the bags of the chirps, like Mm -hmm. these are the things that we talked about. First thing was people wanted to see the nutritional information. Like Mm -hmm. was this bag like more or less calories than like a regular bag of chips? And I think calories wise, it was maybe, I think it was 170, um and not, maybe a regular awesome. bag of chips might be like 240 or something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i th- so we were happy about that so but there were people that were concerned about nutrition and then um we looked at the ingredients and we also oh we also cared about the price we looked it up online like so what if i were to buy these you you can buy them in a, a pack of six i think mm-hmm. is the um, so they they come out to the current price at least online was about um, two bucks a bag. Um, so that's like a single serving for two bucks, um, mm-hmm. which I think is a little bit high. It is, um, yeah. but that price is going to probably go down, down. as there's mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. you know supply in the market. And I don't and know. We I, have I'm, a coupon. I'm
0: hopeful. Yeah, we do have a coupon. Yes. So, yeah. So if the, <laughs> if anybody wants to go out and buy a you know, six pack then, or any of the stuff that they have yeah. Use chirps for breakfast. The four is a number four chirps. That's C-H-I-R-P-S for the number four breakfast. And you'll get 15% off your order. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I, I thought like, I'm hopeful. I'm a little, I'm not as skeptical as you sound about the <laughs> sustainability. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm, I'm hopeful. I think this is cool. And I totally would, um, I totally would buy other cricket powder related stuff so yeah can't wait to see it on my supermarket shelves
0: yeah i you know what i'd be curious about Sarah, is if you like fed it to your kids what would they think would they know so
1: i i did save some we didn't eat all of the ones that like were in the bags um so i did save some i haven't given them to them yet but i did bring it them home specifically to offer them to them okay
0: yeah yeah so we'll see what they say
1: yeah i'm sure they're gonna be like they taste like chips yeah but i'm curious if they have any like Ick factor if as kids
0: or if they just well, like, are you going to tell them?
1: I don't know. Maybe I maybe I should try one with one kid and one with one method with the other. Do like <laughs> you're a, doing like a, a randomized
0: little, control trial? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> the intervention arm. <laughs>
1: I offered them to my husband and he was like, uh, "No, thanks." So, oh my gosh! See, yeah, it's like the yep. ick
0: factor for some
1: people. I know, I know, yeah. but I was not. I don't know, maybe I'm more adventurous about food. But. And the
0: funny thing is is I am not I would not call myself an adventurous eater. Mhm. Um I but I don't know for some reason that just didn't really gross me out too much. Um I think eating a full on cricket with legs and eyes and stuff would gross me out That's like That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. The legs. So <laughs> if anybody wants to go and look on our Facebook group, um Leah from uh from our dc chapter fo- posted a photo i think a friend of hers went to a restaurant i think it was in dc a mexican restaurant i want to say and it was a a cricket um taco did you see that picture sarah
1: yes yes yeah.
0: uh i <laughs> no, <Mm-mm>. no way
1: <laughs> yeah if it looks like a body of something you know yeah. then it feels yeah and i have weirder. a weird thing
0: anyway like i don't eat a lot of meat and I, I don't remember mm-hmm. how much I, I've ever talked about this on the podcast before. But if it if it if it has something that reminds me it's an animal, I am mm-hmm. not eating it. So there's mm-hmm. for me, I don't eat chicken wings because like skin and bone are like just a uh-huh. no for me. The idea of eating skin is completely the most disgusting thing I could ever imagine. And then it just reminds me that it came from a thing that used to like walk around and I can't. Um mm-hmm blood or like anything like that organs i'm not into um but so i am i would and that may be a good segue i am a picky eater um (laughs) and you guys are probably i have to apologize everybody you're probably going to hear me say some of the same stuff um in this episode just because i just had a conversation with kathy Irway from the episode why we eat what we eat which was about picky eating and i just said some of the same things i'll try and i'll try and not be repetitive but um. But Sarah hasn't heard it, so.
1: <laughs> no, you can tell me.
0: Yeah, so that's my big thing is like, if it looks like an animal, then I'm out. Yeah.
1: Well, so. I don't know. I'm not too picky. Um, I have a couple of like foods that I don't really like, but like, I don't know. I can pick them out. Like, I I don't have a thing about them. Like, I yeah. can just take it out if I don't like it, but yeah. that's okay. I, and I am pretty adventurous. Like, I will try a lot of things. And usually that's socially influenced for me. Like. Um, mm. If I'll be out with a friend who is even more adventurous, I uh, and they say, Oh, have you ever had this? And I I'll just say, Oh, I'll try it. Like I, I don't know what it is, yeah. but um and one one time that I one notable time I have been the influencer for my best friend Christy. Um, we were in Charleston and Charleston has just amazing food, period. Yeah. But we were in Charleston together, and we went to a restaurant that had amazing, amazing Brussels sprouts. And she had never had them, so I had to pay her back for uh, when she encouraged me to eat asparagus many, many years ago. Mm. So I got her to eat the Brussels sprouts. I don't know that she loved them, but they were like—I mean, if you put enough like bacon and sure. like,
0: uh, yeah. like oh my gosh, yeah, grease <sighs> so and good. oil and yes. delicious things, yeah. And I know, mm. and I so good. See, I personally love most vegetables there are a couple mm-hmm. vegetables I don't it's not that I don't love them but I'm like weirdly allergic to them which is yeah. so strange yeah like red peppers they huh. red peppers and zucchini red orange yellow peppers not green I wouldn't I don't know Weird. why um and zucchini make me so they're, I wouldn't say I'm super allergic I'm not gonna die you don't have to take like I'm not gonna go into anaphylactic shock or anything <laughs> but like I will probably throw up like uh-huh. a few hours later. And it's wow. not that I don't like them. I I, I yeah. f- find out the hard way about these kinds of right. things. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. But for the most part, I like most vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm much more picky about meat. And like when I was in Ethiopia, and I lived in Ethiopia for a year, um, <laughs> they... Uh, You know, I for the most part, when I travel, especially when I'm traveling to developing countries, I just say I'm a vegetarian. And Mm -hmm. I think some people get really like weirded out by it sometimes or like maybe it's seen as offensive in some cultures to not eat things. But like for me, it's like, no, this is my body. Like I'm not caving to pressure to just like be polite by eating something that I just I can't, you know, like. Mm-mm. So um, in Ethiopia, though they practice this form of uh, Orthodox Christianity, where they are vegan two times a week, and then during Lent or like the equivalent of Lent, they are vegan for forty days, hmm. which is like the be- was the best thing for me. I was yeah. like, oh, this is awesome. And the funny part about it. Oh, my gosh. I always feel bad because I feel like sometimes I'm telling you stories that I've told you before and all of the (laughs) listeners have heard before. So they're like, oh, this again, Adela. But I'm going to say it anyway. Um, So they call it fasting. So that's and I when I first got there, I was like, what do you mean? Do I want the fasting menu? Like to me, a fasting menu is like something that like with no words on it because you can't eat when you're fasting. (laughs) Like, are you going to give me like a blank piece of paper? And then I was like, oh, it's a vegetarian. That's great. Like, that's perfect. Yeah, I'll take the fasting menu. And then I remember going to a cafe once and seeing that they were selling fasting coffees and fasting cookies. Mm. And I was like, what the hell kind of coffee do you have that has meat in it? Or like, what kind of cookies have meat in it? And then I was like, oh, It's vegan. So like no Mm. animal byproduct. So it was Mm -hmm. vegan. So it was actually like the best place for me to be stationed for a year because like they, I could always just be like, I'll just take the fasting menu. And yeah, they would maybe be like, really, you're not going to eat meat when you can, (laughs) especially because they also eat raw meat there. That was like a delicacy there. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And I had been invited over to people's houses for like festivals and I would I would just have to say no because I knew they were going to slaughter something and I was like, uh-uh. I I will like it would just I probably give me nightmares for yeah, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh but yeah, it was a great place to be posted, especially cuz of the coffee too. The coffee there is fantastic. So, um <laughs> and they oddly a lot of people don't know this. Um Ethiopia was colonized, or not colonized, occupied by the Italians, so they have a lot of Italian food there. Oh, nice. So, yeah, like cappuccinos and pizzas. Lots nice. of cappuccinos, pizzas, and pasta. So, yeah, it was awesome. Did any of your group have any picky stories?
1: No. The, no, we were pretty pretty open, I think, um, as a group. We did talk a little bit about the stuff that we would want to eat more like that i think that was one of the Mm -hmm. discussion questions was the things that maybe you're not really so much picky about them but you'd like to like retrain your palate to Mm -hmm. like them Mm -hmm. um and i in particular speaking of peppers i would like to eat peppers because they're like i mean it's such a good thing for kids and i i mean obviously i'd like to be an example for my kids Mm -hmm. and show them (laughs) healthy stuff to eat and bell peppers no like yeah like bell peppers like yeah yeah, or like well, I like other peppers, too. Like, I right. like the, the spice and, like, yeah. super, super spicy peppers. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just like to train myself to eat or to enjoy more vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, for me, it's, like, more just texture mm-hmm. thing or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, in my group, we also talked about things that you would want to retrain your palate on to maybe eat more as more adult-ish foods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, even as adults, we could – start to like things that we didn't think we liked before Mm -hmm. and for me one of those things is peppers like bell peppers Mm -hmm. um because they're so healthy and they're so i love the idea of like colorful foods like Mm -hmm. natural colorful foods Mm -hmm. um makes me feel like they're really healthy uh but i just i don't know i've just never really gotten into them i don't hate them but Mm -hmm. i'd like to just like slice one open and eat it like that sounds amazing to me (laughs) um but the other uh podcasts Brunch Club Houston folks also said um, they would like to try to eat some other mm-hmm. uh, vegetables and stuff to be open to more li- stuff like Brussels sprouts, like we were talking about. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I am of the opinion and w- there was a little bit of but like, there's a judginess around uh, mm-hmm. picky eating. And I actually talked about this a little bit with Kathy. So um I'm not sure if that episode is going to come out before or after this roundup episode. But, um, you know, I I was asking her, why do you think people are so judgy or either about themselves, you know, self-judging or judging other people Mm -hmm. when it really doesn't have to impact anybody else, you know, like, yeah, and, you know, I think there's a little bit of uh, she was saying that there's like a sophistication around being able to eat things mm, yeah. that people might feel like they're not if they don't um, yeah. and that maybe I don't know people are very funny about judging what other people eat the, but can I just talk about my favorite my favorite comment in that episode yes. about the guy in the beginning who was like I do not like olives olives are imposter grapes they look like <laughs> should, they should taste like grapes and then I taste them and they're like the exact opposite I was dying I was like oh that's hilarious and so freaking weird <laughs> that you think that something that looks like something else should taste like it <laughs> I don't get that but like but you know that was me judging him I love olives but yeah. um but it's it's sort of the way I feel about tea like I feel like tea should it smells like something it's not the same though because I feel like <laughs> but it doesn't taste like anything yes, exactly <laughs> I'm like what the hell every time oh. I smell tea it smells like it should taste like fruit or flowers or something and yeah, then I taste lemon, it and it doesn't yeah. taste like, it tastes like literally nothing. <laughs> anything. It's, it's drinking hot water that smells uh-huh. like it should taste like something. And that's like a tease that bugs me. And I'm like, I just mm-hmm. can't. I can't do it. So yeah. I've tried it and I get the benefits of tea. And that's something <laughs> that I would be willing to do like exposure therapy for because I'm like, I know it's good for you. And it's probably better yeah. for you than coffee. And I'd love to sort of at least replace one of my cups of coffee with tea. But it's a tease for me it's such a tease and i get really irritated because i'm like oh my Uh, god it mm -hmm. smells like it should taste so good and then it Uh, doesn't
1: yeah i think i drink tea and the reason why and i drink it like black i don't put anything in it Mm -hmm. i don't put any sugar or anything in it um so the reason i drink it but i i really like like lemon tea um And so that's another, it's a perfect example. It doesn't taste like lemon <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I, for some reason, I am able to like get that whole experience with the smell the and smell. the taste at the yeah. same time. Like I don't know, like maybe that's just my olfactory senses are yeah. all connected into my taste buds.
0: I don't know. <laughs> well, and that's it's funny because I always used to joke that if I had a superpower, it would be my sense of smell. Yeah. Because I usually smell things way before other people smell things. Mm -hmm. So like maybe that's part of it is like I just have like a heightened sense of smell Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just not linked up as much with my sense of taste. So like it just doesn't play in the same way as it does for other people. Um, But I- I want to sort of, because we're talking about the picky eating yeah. episode, I want to talk about some of the comments that we got on our Facebook group. We posted some of the, the conversation starter questions. And this question was, do you have any food habits that could be called picky eating? And I said, don't worry, this is a judgment-free zone. At least I was trying to be judgment-free. <laughs> um and hey, we got a lot of responses. So we got like no beans except for green beans and lentils. We got bananas should not be eaten green or with any black sp- spots or bruises. Not <laughs> green, not ripe. Um, no avocados, asparagus, or artichokes. And then somebody was like, "Do you have some aversion to the letter A? Because those <laughs> all start with A or green, I guess too." Um, some people. One person, Josh, said no cheese, which I oh, think was so like sad. A so, shocker. So sad. Um we've got we got tons and tons of responses um but uh one that I wanted to call out was from uh Paulina she says and I'm just going to read this word for word, because I think it was a great response. Too many things to list. And until I got my 23andMe results, it was a constant sense of shame for me. I hated always being the person that would not eat this or that. But once I learned that my genetics, not pickiness as a choice could be to blame, I felt validated for the first time in my life. This is also why I found the podcast on picky eating slightly annoying. For one, it misrepresented the concept concept of a super taster. Having the GG markers on the TAS2R38 gene doesn't mean we super tasters, yes, I'm one of them, Doesn't don't like bitter flavors. It just means that we detect them where others don't and or we find them to be more intense. And two, I don't eat certain things because of their texture, not because of their taste or because of how they smell. There's some evidence in my genetics and the science isn't conclusive yet in this respect. That I might also be a super smeller. So, while my picky eating habits aren't as extreme as some of the examples given in the podcast, and yes, I've learned to eventually eat and like certain things I wouldn't touch before, I resent the way the podcast made me feel. No, I'm not weird, and no, I don't need fixing. So, yeah, that was great. That was really interesting.
1: Really yeah. well said.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and it, that's genetic yeah. sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super interesting.
0: Yeah. They didn't talk as much as I would have liked for them to about the whole like genetics of it Mm -hmm. because she's right. Like I have heard this before. Somebody once told me maybe you have this because um, you it's not that you don't like things. It's that you taste them more intensely. So um, like a bitter might be more bitter to you than it is to somebody else. Um, Yep. And like for me, and not that this is necessarily related, but on the topic of peppers, which we were talking about before, I do not like spicy things. Like I don't like spicy mm-hmm. foods. And I always say like for me, it's like it burns my taste buds on my, on my tongue. And then after I eat that spicy thing, like I can't taste anything afterward. But mm-hmm. I like mustard spicy, which is more of a no spicy. Mm-hmm. So like I like wasabi and mustard. Which, like, I feel it more in my nose rather than on my tongue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to know how much that that is related to, like, these, like, super taster, super smaller kinds of, like, genetic variables. Right. You know?
1: So, as we usually do, it's time to diverge, just like in a regular podcast brunch club meeting. Um, so, I wanted to give a couple of shout-outs first before we talk about... The other podcasts we've been listening to and what else has been going on i wanted to congratulate our last month's uh interviewee helen zaltzman on her 100th episode of the illusionist Yay! um if you didn't get a chance to check it out i listened to it this week and it was this super fast-paced thing of all of these things that people have learned and what helen has learned on the on the 100 episodes of the illusionist. So it was it was fun. It was a really quick speedy journey through the 100 episodes and it reminded me of some really funny episodes that they've had in the in the catalog. And then also Allie Ward also recently featured on the and in April. Uh, was the first guest on Bill Nye's si- new podcast? Like, I'm so oh my god, that, that is so cool! So yeah. it's called Science Rules with Bill Nye, and it's kind of like a call-in show. Um, obviously, they talk to the guests a little bit about their background and whatever. But um, so, so, so cool! Two science communicators, and Allie is obviously we we talk about ologies here before, but she's a super fun um, science communicator and. She and Bill and I just like I listened to the episode and she just they just fed off of each other really well. It was a really it was a super fun show, so check it so, out
0: Science Rules. I have to tell you a funny like weird crossover thing that happened today with Allie Ward <laughs> and her 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 podcast. So, um I was listening to I'm I'm behind and I was listening to her an episode that she did recently on mycology, which is the study of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me and I posted on her Facebook page about it because uh, on you know, the other side of my life, I do a lot of real estate stuff and um, I flip houses. And Sarah, I'm sure you saw this on my Facebook page a while ago. Mm -hmm. But it reminded me, her episode with the mycologist reminded me of this thing that I saw when I was looking for a flip about a year ago, where I walked into a house and there were mushrooms growing out of the walls of the house and through the outlets and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I posted, I went to her, um, to the Ologies Facebook group and I was like, now I understand how this <laughs> could happen. And I posted the video. That's awesome. But, yeah. So it's so my worlds are colliding.
1: I know. It is. Yeah. It's like you you don't even realize all of the tangential things yeah. with podcasts. Yeah. Um that's why I started that little um feature that I've been doing once in a while on my website, that perfect podcast trifecta, mm. because I'll be listening to something and then think Oh my gosh this totally connects to this other thing it's mm-hmm. like sort of tangential or like it's not it's not as basic as like oh these the three things are all about the same topic like right. but it's like oh my gosh, this is connected to this, It's is connected to this. So it's cool. And yeah. I also love when real life, when your real life gets impacted by a podcast, yes. not just the simple like, oh, oh, hey, did you know this interesting fact? I heard yeah. it on a podcast, which yeah. as we we introverted podcast listeners all know, is it's like... A, it's, it's the like, way we start
0: almost every discussion. It's the way we communicate. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, it's like we start with each other
1: and then the other person's like i'm not paying attention anymore (laughs) that's why we need each other podcast brunch club people um (laughs) but uh yeah so (laughs) i love that i love the connected connectedness to the real world (laughs) yeah exactly um so i well i have been this in the month of May, like so. If you don't know, I keep track of every podcast that I listen to. I keep it on my website. I track. I write down everything. So I was looking back through. It's today we're recording on the last day of May. So I was looking back through everything I've listened to this month, and I I had a lighter month. I didn't listen to as much stuff, and I'm kind of getting burned out. I think mm. a little bit from yeah, listening. Talk about um,
0: that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and um, but I did. There were a couple of like real standout episodes that i just wanted to mention we don't have to talk about them a lot in detail but science versus did an episode on abortion um and abortion is on is coming up as a topic on probably like 50 percent of my podcasts right Mm, now that i subscribe to yeah yeah um so but anyway that particular episode i just thought was fantastic they interviewed uh one of the women that was instrumental in the uh 70s i believe Mm -hmm. in um getting kind of like this underground Mm. it was in chicago clinics oh was it It um i don't remember that detail but um but it it was like fascinating just Mm -hmm. it was really good audio they talked about very explicitly what they did and how Mm -hmm. they got people just to uh, support what they were doing and it was Mm -hmm. it was really Really interesting. Um, so that was fantastic. And, um, another one that I wanted to mention that has been really making me laugh a lot over the last year is a show called Les Hangout. And I don't think we've talked about it here Mm-mm. before. It's, um, two friends they're lesbians and they talk about how <laughs> um how gay certain shows are or movies or whatever and then they, or they'll just talk about like just some gay pop culture stuff but it's usually about TV or movies and they <laughs> have a one of their like series that they do is movies or TV shows that should have been gay and it is it it is so so funny so they and I, I wrote about it in my last week's um, Delicious Ingredients, my best podcast of the week list. Mm-hmm. But what I love about them is that they are so charismatic and they obviously really like each other a lot. And like they're just so good together on tape. Like they they just they feed off of each other. They get so excited about what they're talking about. and they edit well so there's not stuff in there that doesn't need to be in there it's not overly long um the last one that they did on the Should Have Been Gay <laughs> um blanket under the that umbrella was the Incredibles too and um <laughs> it was i mean i watched it I, ha- I have kids so of course i watched it and it's it, like there's other articles out there that are about like how there was all this gay like subtext in the movie but it was so so funny and so good and it, it's just it's just like Les Hangout. It's a really enjoyable, enjoyable show, and probably not something that would ever end up on a podcast brunch club playlist because we probably wouldn't do one about like, um, uh, like lesbian uh, movie yeah. analysis or something. Yeah, to find more than one. <laughs> but um, you never know. It could. It, you never know how what kind of shows are going to show up on podcast brunch club playlist. Sure. Um, so. It could show up someday, but anyway, I just wanted to give that one a shout out because I thought that was that's a great show.
0: You actually sparked my memory too. I need to shout out a couple of um, podcast brunch club members in the UK. Um, Becca Breyers from our uh, Leicester chapter. She is our chapter leader. She won uh, the award for I forget what the category was, but she she does a podcast called Multi Story, which takes stories from around England and and puts them into they're sort of thematic and they're good they're they're great they're like all Mm -hmm. the bbc stories that she sort of takes from different shows and different things and puts them together and there's a theme to it it's great um and then sarah from our london chapter also won an award she is co-host of the sugar baby podcast i think it's called yeah she's the creator yes yes so you yes. I think have mentioned this podcast before.
1: Yeah, the Sugar Baby Confessionals, yes. Oh yes. my gosh,
0: so good. So yes. she uh yeah, she it's a ho- it's a show I haven't listened yet. I'm, it's on my list though. Oh um, my gosh. It's um, a you a tell, great. You binge. tell us about yeah. Oh, t- it's so good. I wrote about it towards the end of
1: last year. Um I really like it's about she she has a a friend and then there's a as a second person that's on the show as well that isn't profiled quite as much but she has a friend that she's very close to um who has decided that she's going to become a sugar baby and um which is which? I mean, is, I know what it is. I I'm mean, just, I want to yeah. say it. I want to say it in a piece in a, in the mm. correct terminology. So it's someone that spends time with men for money. It's not a prostitute, but sex may be involved. So um, it's someone that a man pays the woman for. Well, I suppose it could be a man and a man, or a woman and a woman too. But yeah, um, someone pays someone else f- to spend time with them, um, and then gives them gifts and or. Pays for things. So it's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like a straight up, like, it's, I think it's not intended to be. Yeah. It's not a transactional thing. Yeah. Like, for this amount, um, so anyway, of whatever. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's she. The equivalent
0: of a sugar daddy, right? Yes, like, yes. Yeah, so she's the yep.
1: opposite side potentially. So she's the sugar, the sugar baby. Sugar. Yes, right. yes. So the 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 woman that's profiled predominantly in the show t- just talks about like she's married and she has kids, and so she talks about like how how that works with their family dynamic and um like it's very uh, uh honest and. Mm-hmm. They talk to each other, they record over I think it's over a year, it may be even longer that they record, and then Sarah put this great package together into a podcast so um some of the episodes are are about sex, some of them are just about like the relationship with this woman, Ruby, and her husband um so it's just really oh, it's really really good i I couldn't stop listening to it once i started so mm-hmm. it's 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 long if you want to binge it it's probably a good i don't know 10 hours or something like that if you really want to binge it but it's a good one to kind of just keep following yeah through um, i'll put it, so in give the it, it a try notes. yeah try it and 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 see and i'm very curious you guys let me know if you try that one what you think about it um so yeah that was the british podcast awards uh yeah. that was really that was awesome to see yeah some of the shows from people that we know. So cool.
0: Yeah. I love seeing the, the PVC, the creators who are in yeah. PVC be like, you know, recognized and stuff. Cause we totally. have, obviously podcast bunch club is mainly listeners. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's a listener, whether you're a creator. Right. right? But, uh, but we have a lot of people who do create, who participate and, you know, it's awesome to see when they're, they're featured and highlighted. So I'm excited for both Sarah and Becca. Congrats to both. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah. We, so, I do, I do want to mention there is,
1: there are, I, I said briefly that I, I'm getting a little bit burned out from podcasts. Um. And I think part of what's causing the burnout for me is like when I listen to something that I think is going to be so great because of mm-hmm. either who it's from or like the network it came out on or whatever. And I'm super underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like bringing me down and mm. I love indie stuff and I try I try to listen to as much independent stuff as possible um, but you know I'm susceptible just like the next person to the marketing and like d- seeing the ads for whatever oh this is gonna be so great and being in podcast groups and stuff that people say oh this is amazing um, I mean that's part of why I write my website is because I don't think that everything that everyone talks about is so amazing. <laughs> right. Um, but, and I, you know, I, maybe, I don't know. So, but one of the th- ones that I tried this week that I feel like everyone is talking about is The Shrink Next Door, mm-hmm. and I couldn't make it through one episode. I thought it was mm-hmm. so boring. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Yeah, it's know. hard to, like, I always feel bad about it, like, if I have to stop it and be like, you know, yeah. what, I, my time is valuable. And I can't. Yeah, but that's
1: the thing. Like, but, why do we feel bad about it? Like, know. that's like I feel like, like reading I,
0: half a book. I can't do that either. I know. Oh, no, I know I it is.
1: I know. Yeah. I, I. I'm actually. I'm halfway through, like two thirds through <laughs> a book right now, and I'm like, I don't know if yeah. I want to finish it, but I can't. Like. Why do we like feel guilty
0: about that? I don't know. Well, because I mean, I think you just have to like honestly ask yourself at two thirds in because you're sort of like you've made this investment and like (laughs) you're. it's like at this point, you know, you're throwing good, you know how they say throwing good money after bad, like you're throwing good time after bad. So like you have to sort of make that like, do I really care what happens to these characters in this book anymore? Because if I don't, then like I should not throw good time after bad you know True. so but it is a very psychological thing like you feel like you've made this investment already and like you really should see it through and you no know, quitting and all that but um yeah yeah if you don't like it don't listen I, I, I mean,
1: mean I don't think I would ever get like I don't think this has happened to me where I've gotten like two-thirds through a podcast mm-hmm. like season or something and then been like no like i I, i'm i can ease more easily cut and run on a (laughs) on a podcast than like a book book. i would say Mm -hmm. but um and and it is i guess it's like the time investment like by the time it takes you a while to see if you really like a book um in a podcast i think it's much clearer Mm -hmm. um but i still feel bad when like i feel like internally bad i don't i shouldn't but when other people think something is so amazing and i think it's like I don't think the shrink next door is trash. I just thought there was nothing that made me want to ever listen to another episode. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It it, it just didn't draw me in, in that first episode. And that first one is so important. If you're going to, if you're going to come out with a bang and you're going to like advertise everywhere, then like that first thing better be like, holy crap, I cannot wait to listen to the second one.
0: Yeah. I also think that there's, um, I don't know, like a hype effect. Mm-hmm. So like when something is hyped up, I always, almost always am disappointed. Yeah. So yeah. I remember um, as an analogy that when like Forrest Gump came out back mm-hmm. at forever ago, for those of you who probably <laughs> were not even born.
1: We were in our, we were in
0: our prime and yeah. everyone else was like, I wasn't born yet when that came, that came out. <laughs> And everybody's like, "Oh my god, the best movie, the best movie!" And I was so I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see it!" And then I was like, really underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then years later, I saw it again, and I was like, "This is a really good movie." Yeah, but it's because but I sort of moment. lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hi- that hype was gone. Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes I wonder how much, um, like, shooting in the foot of is going on. Yeah. Like for podcast like companies, yeah, yeah, to like overhype their stuff. Hmm. There's a probably like a very fine line between obviously doing some like good PR and getting some grassroots like true yes you know like cult following type of mm-hmm. effort. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's it's funny like I there's been some new shows or well new to me shows that I've been hearing about and I don't even remember exactly where I heard them advertised, but I, I'm sure I heard them on, on another podcast, but it. Uh, but it wasn't something that hit me over the head. Like I feel like Wondery media, Wondery media is like, this is they're notorious for if you listen to one of their shows, when Mm -hmm. something new comes out, it'll get spammed on every Mm -hmm. feed from all of their shows. Mm -hmm. So that's probably, that's a hype thing that probably impacts me negatively. But then there's other shows where I think I probably, it probably takes two mentions of something (laughs) for me to, um, to, like really check something out probably one mention eh, i don't know i i it might not be enough unless it yeah. seems amazing but if i've heard it recommended it on two other shows or something like that um like this show at liberty it's from the aclu um okay. that's one of the ones that i i do not even remember anymore where Point. i heard that from but yeah. i love it i think it's so interesting it's about like what's going on with law and um how that impacts civil rights and stuff mm-hmm. and it's so good, but I know I heard about it on a podcast, but I have no idea which one. And yeah. so obviously that w- marketing worked really well for me. I guess I don't know. They, maybe that's not what the PR people want. Maybe they want you to know, maybe they want the they they want to see the trail of like, oh, I found out about it yeah. from this other show, but yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's and not, I mean
1: that's not what's getting me to listen. What's getting me to listen is strategic advertising on the right in the right place and then in the right way
0: too. Mm-hmm. Like um yeah, I, I'm still annoyed with um startup how they're just dropping yeah without fail into their feed yep. and I'm and I'm just like I'm still subscribed but I'm not listening I just like no if it's if it's a without fail episode I don't want to listen yeah so um, it's not what you came there for mm, yeah if I wanted to subscribe to without fail I would have by now like why right. are you continuing to drop those episodes in that feed it's mm-hmm. super annoying but um yeah but I did want to mention something that's sort of related to like the whole idea of podcasts and creators and um so one thing that i am considering doing and i want to let everybody sort of like sneak peek kind of into it is um helping podcast creators get like authentic true uh not reviews in this itunes review type of way but like feedback um very specific and almost like focus groupy type of feedback Mm -hmm. uh since Podcast Brunch Club is made it up of listeners of all sorts, um, you know, a lot of podcasts, you'll hear them ask, oh, well, we go to this survey and fill out a survey like we did at the top of this episode. Um, and it's very much going to be focused on their own listeners, right? Which is fine. They're, they're getting um, they know what they're getting and they know what they're asking for. They're asking their listeners to, you know participate. But this is a way for this would be a way for podcasts to kind of get a wider variety of perspectives about an episode or about a podcast. Um, Maybe there's a podcast company or an indie podcaster out there who's like, I don't know why this, you know, why this isn't working. Like, maybe there's certain things that, uh, you know, I thought this was going to be more popular, you know, or I thought this was going to be funny. And, you know, finding out certain uh, discrete. Uh, information from a group of people who are listening generally, but maybe not listening specifically to that podcast. So I am going to do some piloting, I think, in the near future. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll post it on the Facebook group. I'll post it in the newsletter. So keep an eye out for that stuff. But also if you're interested in being a, you know, in these sort of focus groups or filling out these sort of more targeted surveys where you would listen to an episode and get some very specific questions. It won't be overwhelming. Just email me at um, Adela. That's A D E L A at podcastbrunchclub.com. And I will add you to the list so that when I when I get um when I'm doing this, I can let you know. You know, I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it makes sense, right? I mean, we're all avid listeners and Mm -hmm. we, not that we all listen to the same stuff, but we have an eclectic enough group that uh, if a podcast is trying to get new ears to their podcast, you know, that's, we are probably, you know, we're, we're a great, a great group of listeners. Yeah. Oh, and you, and
1: I mean, (laughs) uh, Long-time <laughs> listeners and people who know us know we're super, super passionate about getting the listener voice yes, heard more, exactly, and not just you know yeah. the advertiser her- ear or whatever. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know,
0: I don't, <laughs> I, I do. That's I forgot to mention this, but like one of the, the ways that I want to roll this out in a way that is not just another ask of listeners because like we're constantly asked for things, right? We're like, oh, fill out the survey, oh become a patron Mm -hmm. oh listen to this ad oh listen you know go and fill out you know do an itunes review which are all i get it we're getting this stuff for free and they should you know podcasters absolutely should be able to ask for things if before if they're providing something to us that we find valuable um but i don't want this to be another one of those things so i want to find a way to sort of compensate people i'm not exactly sure what that will look like um It might just be a raffle for the people who fill out the survey or it might be like a really small little bit of money or some sort of credit towards something. I don't know yet, but I do want to find a way to build that in because I just don't want to ask for more stuff Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm asking for a lot already and people are always asked for things and I I don't push my Patreon page very hard on the podcast just because, I don't know, I don't. I don't love the idea of it. Um, But I'm just trying to find ways to monetize, but in ways that aren't asking people to do more things than they're already doing or, um, but in in ways that gives them something that is valuable to them. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's my pitch.
1: Okay, cool.
0: But um Let's end on a positive note. Yes. Um, the, rather than, yeah, I want
1: to tell you, yes, I want to tell you that you and listeners, if you have not, I think we've talked about Conan O'Brien Nates a friend on this show mm-hmm. before. However, the episode with Bob Newhart this week um, had me with tears streaming down my face. Like he... <laughs> Is 89 and he is the most freaking hilarious person. And Bob Newhart, it's all about the timing. Like people, you millennials listening, you might be like, um, no, I'm not listening to like this super old guy. (laughs) No, no, no. Go, uh, please go listen to this episode because it's Conan and Bob Newhart and Bob Newhart just like ripping Conan a new one. And it is. So, so funny. Like, he just makes fun of Conan repeatedly throughout the episode. And I love that these interviews are always, like, they're funny, but it's not straight-up comedy the whole time. Of course, they talk about, like, personal stuff, and um, Bob Newhart talks about his wife. It's so sweet. They've been married for, I think, over... Fifty-five or sixty years, or wow. something like that. Like it's uh, it's very, very sweet. Um, He's pretty dry, and,
0: right? Like understated his humor. Yes, it's yes not, Like right it's, in your face, like annoying. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. He's pretty like his his tone is pretty like quiet, and mm-hmm. it's for him. It's all about the timing. Um, mm-hmm. It's nothing like gross or there's not. It's it's just a specific kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about that. He talks about how he basically got tips from hearing jack benny and um it's it's just it's like it's i mean he's a comedy legend and it mm-hmm. was kind of almost like kind of uh two two generations like almost like a passing of the torch kind of like mm. t- kind of discussion it was just it was sweet but so so funny and i cannot recommend this episode enough i mean conan has had some other ones that have just been hilarious and i really like that it's 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 long form compared to what he does on tv it's he gets to really spend time with these people and really get to know them and um but it's just and it, for you people who haven't listened to it his ad ad reads are so funny too he <laughs> talks about anything that anything that's an ad on the show he'll make it like personal and it's even if it's like fake personal like <laughs> he'll be like <laughs> um I I can't think of an example right now, but it's, he does an excellent job with the ad reads so that you don't even want to skip over them. (laughs) So that's um, pretty,
0: that's awesome. Conan and Bob Newhart, check it out.
1: It's really, really good. So you're going to be listening to Sugar Baby Confessionals and Bob Newhart this week. (laughs) A little bit different topics, but.
0: (laughs) That's perfect though. I love the variety
1: yes well yeah we want to end on a positive note so uh we appreciate that you joined us this month we will be coming to your feed soon with the aforementioned interviews we have a, a few coming and um those are be with the creators of the shows and you can certainly get in touch with us anytime through the podcast brunch club or audible feast websites happy listening <laughs>
0: Hi, Podcast Brunch Club. A quick thanks to our organizational partners, The Venn, which puts out a weekly list of hand-picked, nonpartisan political podcasts that makes it quick and simple to learn more about the big political issues surrounding the 2020 U.S. election. Critical Frequency, an all-women-owned and operated podcast network for independent creators and those who are often overlooked in mainstream media. Podchaser, the IMDb of podcasts that offers amazing search and list creation. Listen Notes, a powerful podcast search engine that also offers list creation. And Audioboom, a podcast network featuring funny, inspiring, entertaining and thought-provoking podcasts. Go find these companies. They are great for both content and discovery, and they support and give back to the listener community. If you're an individual or an organization and you want to support the amazing listener community, think about becoming a supporter. Go to patreon.com slash Club. Hey everyone, this is Steve. I'm the leader of the Minneapolis chapter of the Podcast Brunch Club. I'm here with some info about everyone who makes this show possible. Most importantly, please rate and review the Podcast Brunch Club podcast on your podcast player of choice. Helps us out a lot. The music you heard today is downloaded from Free Music Archive. The ad music is from Mazel, Ghana with their song, Paradise. Podcast Brunch Club is organized by the amazing bionic woman, Adela. Adela's co-host on the podcast is Sarah Silva, the leader of the Houston chapter of the Podcast Brunch Club and founder of Audible Feast. Audio editing is done by me, Stephen Zampanti. You can connect with me on my website, conceptualpodcasting.com. Thanks, and happy listening!